Hey there. Howdy ho. Welcome to a special edition of Twang and Blues. I am your host, Dennis Huntley. You can call me Dennis. This is another edition of Twang Saloon. My guest host this week is Carl Selzer. I've known Carl for a very long time. He was my first boss in radio when I started in Fort Nelson at 590 CFNL. We had a great conversation. The longest in decades, as a matter of fact. And you know, I thought I had all this technology worked out after my first guest host, Greg Shannon, but no. Unfortunately, there's a bit of a hiss through our conversation. There's a lot of the conversation I just couldn't use because of the sound quality. But if you don't mind a little hiss, I'm sure you'll enjoy what I was able to use. Hiss or not, I had a great time. Carl has also brought along some great tunes like Marty Robbins, Johnny Winters, Jerry Reed, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and more. So please sit back, relax, grab a beer as we head into the Twang Saloon. So we've been talking for a little bit here. Let's uh, might as well officially start the show. Thanks again, Carl, for coming on the show. Your, 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 your show is a breath of fresh air. It's nice to hear your voice. But uh, it, it is great hearing your voice on, on, uh, on the show, on Twang and Blues. And it's, it's great to be talking to you now, Dennis. Hey, thanks, Carl. You too. And uh, let's start with where we first met in Fort Nelson. It was. It was in Fort Nelson. Do you even know the year, Dennis? Yes, I do. It was in the fall of 1987. 1987. So, you know, I had been in broadcasting myself. I don't know if I had been in broadcasting a whole year yet. Well, you started in Fort St. John, didn't you? Started in Fort St. John as a sales guy with a guy was back in the day with zero experience in sales, zero experience in in Radio Shack. I mean, Dennis, the the truth of the matter is when I got the job in Fort St. John with CKNL, I was pumping gas with three kids. But back to where we met, uh, Absolutely. That's what I was doing just prior to to getting the job, which, you know, changed changed my life around is getting into broadcasting does for a lot of different people. And we had some good times. We did have uh, some good times. I'm glad you remember, because when we reconnected on Facebook, I think you were you were not quite sure who I was at first. (laughs) 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 And I've noticed that because I have to say I I react the same way to some people. I'm like, yeah, I should know you. But why did you send me this picture with your pants off? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm taking that out. <laughs> you said you wouldn't yeah. say anything. No, that's true. But, uh, yeah, you I, know, still, I, I still remember I, I bought you a Moose coffee mug for your going away present. I still have that in my cup. <laughs> I do want to tell one story if I can. Yeah. You can, you... And I'll kind of set it up. I mean, most rural radio stations, uh, you know, have a uh, program called Swap and Shop. That was ours called, where people could call in and, and sell stuff. Look for rides into town. I mean, hell, in, in, in Port Nelson, we had people trying to sell their guns on the air, even though that wasn't really allowed. So I remember I'm driving around Port Nelson doing whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing, and you're on the air, and Swap and Shop comes up. And if you remember back then, Swap and Shop, we had about four typed entries, and we'd read the same four things for the next 10, 15 minutes on air, waiting for a call. And some days we wouldn't even get a call. Uh, welcome to Small Town Radio. But I remember the one time we were doing it, phone rang and you were all excited to pick up the phone because we actually had a you know a live caller on the air and i want to stress that it was a live call <laughs> on the air and uh it was some record producer wanted to know <laughs> if we had got the 45 of, of whatever artist it was <laughs> and if you were playing it and if people will remember that's back in the 
you know, the WKRP days. I mean, record it was all records, and, uh, and the record producers would just send them out in mass and then follow up with phone calls to try and get their artists played on the air. And this, and you're you're having a long drawn out conversation with this guy live on the air, and he doesn't know he's on the air. <laughs> you know what? And you can tell by the way he's talking, he doesn't know. And, and you're having this you're having this whoop de doo conversation <laughs> with him. Well, I don't think I've seen that one. And yeah, I think I'm the program director, and, and we're live on the air. And I know I'm in the car, and I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, oh, damn, is this guy is gonna say something? He's gonna swear he doesn't know he's on the air, right? <laughs> Anyway, artfully, you had a conversation with him, entertained our handful of listeners that listened to us for about five minutes while you were freaking me out, and then he you know, politely said goodbye. He hung up, and as, as usual, Dennis, in your own wonderful way, you said, well, you never know who will call you on Swap and Shop, and bang, right into a commercial. It didn't miss a step. Hey, let's exactly. play some music. Okay. Uh, one thing I did notice, there's a lot of love songs. That you chose, so you know. I just wonder, were you thinking of Berdine when he picked some of these? Oh, thanks for for leading me into that. I'm always thinking of Berdine. So you know what? Berdine and I have been together for, uh, well, have known each other for for close to 20 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know Berdine. You worked with Berdine as well back in Wetaska, that- and uh, we've been uh, together for over 10, and been married for I think coming up to eight years now. So you know what? Uh, yeah, Berdine has been uh, has definitely been a a big part of my life. Well, and how about uh, Charlie Pride? Get an angel. Good morning. Well, you know Charlie Pride. I have to admit, this one is kind of Berdine's parents' favorite song, and it's actually on Berdine's uh, phone as a ringtone for her for her mom and dad. And this one is just uh, is just a good old song that kind of represents that 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 snapshot of that time frame of where country music was in the early seventies. Whenever I chance to meet. Some old friends on the street They wonder how does a man get to be this way I've always got a smiling face Anytime in any place And every time they ask me why I just smile and say You've got to kiss an angel good morning let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home Well, people may try to guess The secret of a happiness But some of them never learn It's a simple thing secret I'm speaking of is a woman and a man in love and the answer is in this song that I always sing you've got to kiss an angel good morning and let her know you think about her when you're gone kiss an angel good morning and love her like the devil when you get back home Kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone Kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home
And hey, good looking. Where'd you find that one? Well, you know what? Growing up, we didn't have all that, all the YouTube and stuff that, you know, the people that the young artists today can kind of get their music out. So a lot of the music that I was exposed to, besides people, was a program on PBS called Austin City Limits, which I'm sure you're familiar with. We used to watch a lot of bands as as young kids on on that program on Austin City Limits. And that's where I first saw Buckwheat Zydeco. And I, I saw this guy playing this Cajun blues stuff on this accordion, and I thought, you know what? My accordion music is limited to polkas. And the, and the last waltz. And or the exactly. last polka, I mean. Yeah, the last polka. <laughs> so I'm watching, I'm watching this guy play, and I'm thinking, holy cow, you know, this is, this is really talented, jiving music. Like, this is good stuff. So I immediately went out and bought kind of a, of a ultimate collections of Buckwood Zydeco, who has since passed on. He passed on a few years ago. And uh, this song, you know, it's got Dwight Yoakam. You got uh, Dwight Yoakam with those vocals. And Hey, Good Looking, which is an old song from the 40s. So it's just a great song. I kind of dug, 
dug the sounds of the accordion. And I know you play guitar, but uh, I don't seem to remember you playing guitar when I knew you, uh, I don't know, what, 30 years ago, but I'm sure you did. When did you start playing guitar? You know what, I, I probably picked up a guitar when I was 12. Uh, music has been uh, was a big thing in our household. Dad played guitars, all the uncles played guitars on both sides of the family, mom and dad's, or different instruments. So my my dad's side, it was much more popular music and uh, and traditional type of you know German polka music from from you know from the 40s and 50s. And from my mom's side, it was a lot more uh, reels and fiddle music and square dancing and bluegrass and stuff like that. So there was a real amalgamation music in our household don't forget too i'm the middle child of five kids so i had all my 60s power flower brothers and sisters coming out of the 60s movements bringing all their music into the household too so we had a real melting pot of music and uh saturday nights was usually state night at home in cloverdale bc you know after a couple bottles of wine the guitars would get out dad would start singing uh, some of his old standby songs and I'd play along with them, and we'd harmonize and sing and get all the family members together. So those are good times around the dinner table on Saturday nights doing some, uh, you know, playing music together. So for a long for a long time, Dennis, and as a, as a matter of fact, I included some of the songs that we would play uh, on the playlist that I sent you. Ah, hey, well, great. Which one would be one of your favorites? Eddie Arnold. You know, just a little love him from 1948. Eddie Arnold, you know, every... Every, every man, every young man wanted to be him, and every woman wanted Eddie Arnold. He was just the crooner of his day. So that's why, and dad, my dad used to sing this song a lot, and that's why I included this song, uh, Eddie Arnold, Just a Little Love. Just a little loving will go a long way, and you'll make me happy. The rest of my days Put your arms around me Then I'll be your slave Cause just a little loving Will go a long way Ever since that time began Love has ruled the world even Adam set the pace and started it a world. I met you and now I know that you're the one for me. Come on back and you will plainly see. Just a little love. Put your arms around me and I'll be your slave Cause just a little loving will go a long way I don't believe you really know how much that I love you If you did, you'd come on back and make my dreams come true Your eyes, your lips, your loving kisses Seem to linger yet 
I'll forgive, but please don't you forget that just a little love will go a long way, and you make me happy the rest of my days. Put your arms around.
crazy. Just forgot to tell me just how to operate it. I went to a nightclub, I was squeezing it tight. I know that was the color of all the people starting to fight. It was a mojo boogie. Must have been that mojo boogie. Johnny Winter. You know what? Uh, I was introduced to Johnny Winter again back in about 1970-71 from my older brother. And at that time, uh, you know, Johnny Winter had the dubious distinction of signing the biggest record contract to date in about 1970-71, in that era, surprisingly. It just became a, kind of was an introduction to the blues to me, and uh, and not just traditional blues, you know, where it's kind of whitewashed blues, and, you know, so that, so that it doesn't offend anybody. I mean, Johnny Winter came out, and Johnny, when Johnny played, he pretty much hit you between the eyes with, with, with his guitar work. You know, I can listen to his music over and over and over again. One of the greatest joys was about, I guess, probably about five or six years ago, I was able to actually uh, grab my brother to go see Johnny Winter and Langley. Uh, this is years later after Johnny's had a lot of health problems. I mean, he played sitting on a stool. He was nowhere near what he could do, you know, back in the 80s and, and the 70s. But having said that, all great blues players... You know, it's more of a feeling than it is necessarily a, a technical ability as they get older. So Johnny Winter, well, it's not everyone's on, on everyone's flavor palette, and I get that. You know what? Uh, I, I truly believe that Johnny Winter was never given his due while he was alive. And in the next 10 to 15 years, there's going to be another generation or a new generation of blues lovers that are going to rediscover Johnny Winter and say, holy cow, uh, what was this guy all about? Hey, speaking of brothers, was that the same brother uh, that gave you the donation? No, it's, it's actually, that was my older brother. Oh. That's my younger brother. That, yeah, you know what? A big call out to my younger brother, Harvey. Not that we have to dwell on this, but uh, I was I was diagnosed with uh, AML, which is an aggressive leukemia, about 18 months ago. And uh, to be quite honest, March 1st is my stem cell transplant birthday. It'll be a year. And it was my younger brother who donated his stem cells uh, for my stem cell transplant. So you know what? I uh, not only own, own my life, but he's got all the love in the world from me. Is there a song in this list maybe you want to send out to your brother? How about, uh, how about Jerry Reed when you're hot, you're hot? <laughs> just because you got to love Jerry Reed, right? You've got to love Jerry Reed. I mean, I mean, everyone always always thinks of Jerry Reed as, you know, as, uh, well, maybe they don't. But, you know, about eclectic little songs when you're hot, you're hot, Amos Moses, all that stuff. But, yeah. you know, Jerry Reed was an amazing guitar player. It's incredible. And, and he's genuine. He's genuine on stage. When he was yes. playing and smiling and joking, you knew it was coming from the heart. He was literally having a great time. So I had to put a little uh, Jerry Reed in there, and I thought, you know what? When You're Hot, You're Hot's a great song. It's recognizable. Again, it's from 1971, and just, uh, just a great song. Jones and Big John Talley had a big crap game going back in the alley. And I kept rolling them seven and winning all them pods. 
My luck was so good I could do no wrong. I just kept on rolling and controlling them bones. Finally, they just threw up their hand and said, When you hot, you hot. Behind me, I turned around and there was a big old cop. He said, Hello, boy. Then he gave us a grin and said, Look like I'm gonna have to haul y'all in and keep all that money for evidence. I said, Well, son, when you hot, you hot. He said, Yeah, when, when you're hot, hot, you're hot. When, when you're not, not, you're not. You can explain it all down at City Hall. I said, Yeah, when, when you're, you're hot, hot, you're hot. Buddy, did I recognize? I said, hey, Judge, old buddy, old pal, I'll pay you that hundred dollars if you get me out of this spot. So he gave my friends a little fine to pay. He turned around and grinned at me and said, 90 days, Jerry, when you hot, you hot. And I said, thanks a lot. When, when you hot, hot, you're hot. When, when you're not, you're not. You let my friends go free and throw the book at me. He said, well, when, when you're hot, hot, you're hot. I said, well, I'll tell you one thing.
get a line and I'll get a pole We'll go down to the fishing hole Oh, Sarah Jane Nothing to do but sit around and sing Rock by my Sarah Jane Oh, rock by my Sarah Jane Rock by my Sarah Jane Nothing to do but sit around and sing Rock by my Sarah Jane my Sarah Jane and Flatten Scruggs. Yeah, at Flatten Scruggs, and I remember uh, Earl Scruggs, who was the banjo player, and kind of pretty much invented the five five string picking that that most uh, bluegrass players uh, use now. Uh, there was always a rivalry between Flatten Scruggs and Bill Monroe and his group back, you know, back in the 30s and 40s as they were touring the, the southern states and doing the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, Flatten Scruggs and that that whole uh, bluegrass music. Really was was part of my DNA as, as well, coming from my mom's side. And we had an opportunity a few years back. Speaking of seeing some some classic artists, of seeing Earl Scruggs in concert with his son and his grandson. Earl was in his 80s. But what was interesting about that is I remember that that month and why that month was so cool was because I took Berdine, who's 11 years younger than I am. So I took Berdine to see Earl Scruggs in all that that banjo music, and she dare I say suffered through that. Then during that same month, she took me to a No Doubt concert with Gwen Stefani back in the band for this concert, for this particular concert. They were great concert, Dennis. I mean, talk about opposite ends of the musical spectrum. But you know what? We, we saw, you know, we saw two classics, one guy that was actually a classic, and then Gwen Stefani and the rest of the band from No Doubt. It was a great month of music uh, from opposite ends of the poles. And that's kind of been musically, that's pretty much sums up my life. Well, yeah, you definitely have uh, a lot of different artists on this list. It's great. One of them is Marty Robbins, and you have Singing the Blues. Marty Robbins, again, was another one of those crooners. She was also a NASCAR driver for a while. Yeah, that's right. And he actually won Rookie of the Year one year, but he didn't accept it because uh, he cheated. He cheated. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, apparently he admitted it right away and said he adjusted his carburetor just to see what it was like to run up front. See what it would be like to win, even <laughs> even if I cheated. I robbed the bank just to see what it felt like. I really wasn't going to keep the money. Oh, no. Yeah. Really so singing the blues. Yeah, singing the blues is another one of those those staples that were were sung around the kitchen table, uh, growing up in the early '70s. So uh, again, it's another tribute to my dad and and all the things he taught me musically about playing the guitar and about singing. Well, I never felt more like singing. Cause I never thought that I'd ever lose your love you. Why'd you do me this way? Well, I never felt more like crying all night Cause everything's wrong and nothing ain't right without you You got me singing the blues The moon and stars no longer shine The dream is gone, I thought was mine there's nothing left for me to do but cry over you. Well, I never felt more like running away. But why should I go? Cause I couldn't stay without you. You got me singing the
Why'd you do me this way? Well, I never felt more like crying all night Cause everything's wrong and nothing ain't right without you You got me singing the blues The moon and stars no longer shine The dream is gone, I thought was mine There's nothing left for me to do But cry over you Well, I never felt more like running away But why should I go? Cause I couldn't stay without you You got me singing the blues Jimmy Driftwood wrote this thing Hello there One, two, three Four, five, six Do we want to try a break? Now, now your fiddle break comes right after I get back and whoop her brother and her paw and sing a chorus. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Yeah. Now, that is about as pretty a bass line as I've heard played in something in a long time. <laughs> I've complimented that boy back there. That's a horse's foot in the gravel, man. That ain't train. <laughs> Running through a ford in the creek. <laughs> Let's see if we can put down a take. Where's the harmony at? Right here? Along about 1825, I left Tennessee very much alive. And I never would have got through the Arkansas mud If I hadn't been a-riding that Tennessee stuff I had some trouble with my sweetheart's paw And one of her brothers was a bad outlaw I sent her a letter by my uncle Foot Then I rode away on the Tennessee stud The Tennessee stud was long and lean The color of the sun and his eyes were green he had the nerve and he had the blood And there never was a horse like the Tennessee Stone We drifted on down into no man's land We crossed that river called the Rio Grande I raced my horse with the Spaniards foal Till I got me a skin full of silver and gold me and a gambler, we couldn't agree We got in a fight over Tennessee We jerked our guns and he fell with a thud And I got away on the Tennessee stud The Tennessee stud was long and lean The color of the sun and his eyes were green He had the nerve and he had the blood And there never was a horse like the Tennessee stud Well, I got just as lonesome as a man can be A dreaming of my girl in Tennessee The Tennessee stud's green eyes turned blue Cause he was a dreaming of a sweetheart too We loped right back across Arkansas I whooped her brother and I whooped her paw When I found that girl with the golden hair She was a-riding that Tennessee mare Whoa, boy, 
The Tennessee stud was long and lean, the color of the sun and his eyes were green. He had the nerve and he had the blood, and there never was a horse like the Tennessee stud. And side by side we crossed the mountains and the valleys wide We came to Big Muddy then we forded a flood On the Tennessee mare and the Tennessee stud There's a pretty little baby on the cabin floor A little horse coat playing around the door I love that girl with the golden hair And the Tennessee stud loves the Tennessee mare There's good horses the Tennessee stud was long and lean, the color of the sun, and his eyes were green. He had the nerve and he had the blood, and there never was a horse like the Tennessee stud. Ben, you know my love of that album, The Circle Be Ever Broken. Just a pivotal, pivotal album. Everyone should have it in their, in their record collection. Everyone should read about how the album came together. And remember that for its time, you had a bunch of long-haired hippies trying to get together with the Nashville establishment. And back then, it was an establishment. Roy, Roy Acuff pretty much ran what do you call it, the Rockman Theater and, and the Grand Old Opry. Uh, so for them to come together and do this album, and most of the tracks on that album uh, were done the first or second take, and that's why there's a lot of talking on the songs it's great when they talk about you know what we'll start off on a we'll do this the third break you take the fiddle break there and then i'll come in after this line do this 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 and you're going holy crap you know you're not a bunch of just, you're not a bunch of good old boys playing three chords drinking you know moonshine and you know singing their songs these are these are damn talented artists that know their their craft so i included that one because that was an important one hey you know i also want to talk about some of the traveling you've done there is a pretty cool trip that I saw. You posted a lot of photos of it uh, in Scotland and Iceland. And did you get married in Iceland? But no, we were uh, married in Doom Castle in Scotland, just outside Dunblane. But we were we were there on a holiday, a UK holiday, doing our thing. And we walked into this particular castle, just one of the castles we were, we were touring around on our own, because we do things on our own for the most part. You know, I remember walking into the gift shop, you know, to have my little passport stamp not not our physical passport but your castle passport the place just covered in Monty python stuff and i looked at the girl behind the counter and i said so you know what goes on <laughs> and she said well have you seen monty python holy girls and of course i've seen <laughs> she goes she said this is the place i said holy cow <laughs> and speaking of cows that's where they toss that cow over the wall. They toss the cow over the wall, and your your grandmother smells like elderberries and right. all the Parking rest of it. Yeah, that, yeah, I fart in your general direction. That's where it was. So, and all the dancing, you know, we're nights of the round table. That all happens inside. So uh, we did that, and as we were touring the castle, we noticed they were cleaning up all these glasses and bottles and tables and stuff. And it's like, what? So I saw one of the uh, one of the the hosts. And I said, so what's that all about? She goes, oh, we had a wedding here yesterday. And I remember looking at Berdine, and I said, people can get married in a castle. So when we got back from that particular holiday, and we, had, we really had no intentions of getting married. Life was good. We were having a great time. 
and uh, getting it would have been my second marriage or first. Marriage wasn't really on our on our, on our plate or really thought about. But we've always said if we were going to get married, it was going to be something cheesy. We were either going to do an Elvis or an right. Alice Cooper wedding in Vegas or something really cool. And that's kind of where the conversation started. And I kind of said to Bernie, I said, you know what, you know, either cool or, or, or what, you know, what do you want to do? I said, but you know what, getting married in a castle would be really cool. And so that just kind of started it. So uh, we did that, and we got a Scot- our marriage license as a Scottish marriage license. It wasn't just a ceremony. We actually had the whole thing. Her parents came up. And so we did all that. My one daughter was able to attend because, let's face it, you're going to go all the way to Scotland to get married. You're not exactly expecting, you know, 50 or 60 people to show up. We, it's funny. We put out our, our wedding invitations, and we basically said, you know, if you had ever thought of doing a U.K. holiday, you might want to consider this time of year, come attend our wedding and then continue on your holiday. So that's really how we presented it. It wasn't about come spend a week at a resort or something. It was more like if you were going to come anyway, this may be the time to, to do it and come, come you know, help us celebrate. So we didn't have a whole lot of people there. Basically, her, her parents, uh, one of her aunts, my daughter, and some friends that she had worked with in Edmonton that uh, had moved back to the U.K., they came up uh, and that was our wedding party. So, but and then we, you're right. And then uh, we pretty much uh, got married. The next day we got up and got on a plane to Iceland. chicken shack they say it's fine as wine and it's really on a ball no windows no doors it's just a hole in the wall Take a seat. Chicken shag. 
your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. I'm crazy, crazy for feeling so blue. I knew. You'd love me as long as you wanted And then someday You'd leave me for somebody new Worry Why do I What in the world did I do? Oh, crazy for thinking that my love could hold you. I'm crazy for trying and crazy for crying. And I'm crazy for loving you Crazy for thinking that my love could hold you I'm crazy for trying and crazy for crying And I'm crazy for loving you. Well, in Iceland, we did Iceland, Dennis, because that is kind of a Berlin's side of the family. That's that's their ethnic background. They're Icelandic, so we were there, and so her parents actually came to Iceland with us. But once we landed in Kefelvek and got the, got set up in Reykjavik for the hotels, again, the next day we hopped in a car and we did a southern tour, and her parents stayed basically around Reykjavik and, and did their thing there. So it's not like they came with us on the quote-unquote honeymoon. But we did, a, we did a week driving around Iceland, you know, fascinating country. And we were going there when, that, when the volcano went off, which even the locals wow. said, yeah, you, 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 you people speaking English can't pronounce it, so they... Basically, we just called it a bowl full of jelly. Being said of what the name of the volcano was, this one that closed down all all the airline flights over Europe there. And so one of our plans was that that volcano was still going off. They were doing helicopter rides because that's where the lava was shooting, you know, hundreds of feet in the air through this glacier. And you know that was the deal. We were going to pull out all the stops and whip out the charge card because we're going to go and have lunch on the glacier and watch the lava. But unfortunately, all that kind of subsided before we got there, so that wasn't something we were able to do. But you can definitely see, 
you know, where all the, the soot and the ash had come down and, and filled up the nooks and crannies along the coast. But uh, Iceland was, we'd like to go back because we never did the north part of the island. We only stayed in the south end, and it would be nice to get up to the north end too and see that. Hey, you know what? We have time for one more story, and I wanted to ask you, before I forget, about Verdine's new project. Well, she... She's got Lime Jello Creative, which is which is she's kind of she still does. Obviously, that's that's her main business. Now she's been doing it for years, which is graphic artist, graphic design stuff that she does with a couple of clients. And uh, so then, when I was in hospital, she took up crocheting and knitting because you know she never missed a day in hospital. Guys, she the whole time I was all those times I was in hospital, she never missed a day uh, to come sit with me. And, uh, but a lot of those times, I mean, I was so whacked out of it. I would just, you know, passed out, however you want to put it. So she kind of took up crocheting and, and knitting while she was doing it. And she developed a bit of an affinity for it and had all sorts of projects. So she said, you know what? Things have been a bit slow. Maybe she will do some contract knitting, which she's done a little bit for friends and stuff, you know, throws and stuff like that. So she said, well, maybe I'll put a Facebook page up there. And if a little bit of work comes my way, so be it. She knitted a few things she's got in my daughter's store, some goddess dolls and stuff. So she said, I'll just put it out there, see what happens. If she gets a response uh, and makes a few sales, fine. If not, she'll continue to, to knit as a hobbyist anyway. Again, you know, the sound wasn't the greatest, was it? Did that hiss bother you? I don't know. I tried to get most of it out. There is a large parts of the conversation that I couldn't include just because you could barely hear either of us. But thankfully, I got to save a few bits and pieces, which is awesome. And I'm telling you what, I'm having the best conversations with this whole Twang Saloon thing. So thanks for putting up with that. Thanks for listening. And there were a few things I wanted to talk about and give more info. And one of them was Carl's blog, Ramblings of Carl. Just Google Ramblings of Carl and it should come up. Well worth reading. Thank you again, Carl, for joining me in the Twang Saloon. That was a hoot. It really was a lot of fun. I hope the rest of you enjoyed the show and I'm positive I'll have the bugs worked out for the next guest. We'll see. Let's end the show with another of Carl's picks. And Ray Charles with George Jones and Jet Atkins. We didn't see a thing. I'm really having a hoot. And I hope you are too. Talk to you next week. Well, I swear I didn't see you with your wife's best girlfriend. Drinking beer and dancing to that western swing. And I didn't kiss her and leave that bar room with her no i didn't see you and i didn't see you and, and we didn't, didn't see a thing. thing george i know i didn't hear you tell that blonde that you weren't married no Mm-mm. i know i didn't see you hiding your wedding ring either did i and i know i couldn't have heard you call your wife and tell her that you were working no no i didn't see you and i didn't no, see no. you and we didn't see a thing to stick together to keep our story straight now don't forget ray i was down in atlanta sure you were and i was working late and you know it's always a good to see George, you it's good to see you too uh, but i didn't see you i didn't see you and we didn't see a thing
that a hundred bucks you owe me? I don't know what you're talking well, about, Well, I'm sure George. you recall our bet on last night's a football no, game. No, I don't, but you know if I had a CG, I certainly would have paid you, but I didn't see you. Didn't see now, you, ever didn't see a thing. We've got to stick together. Keep our story straight. Don't forget, I was down in Atlanta. And don't you forget, I was working late. Well, you know it's always a good to see you. It's good to see you too. But I, I did see you. And I didn't see you. And we didn't see a thing. I didn't see you. And I didn't see you. And we didn't see a thing.